right, everybody, this is the Pro Zone, and welcome. This is Rick joining me uh, this week again. As always, is Dan the Beast, and we have a very special guest. The future is here. Hello, future. How's it going? Um, it, it's going good. Uh, we all uh, just watched a great pay-per-view, Slammiversary, and I thought it was great. I'm doing okay. How are you guys today? I'm awesome. I think uh, every time I walk away from a great night of professional wrestling, I can't stop smiling. That's exactly what <laughs> happened tonight. <laughs> so it was a really good night. So. Yeah, I can't complain about the pay-per-view. Um, definitely can't complain at all. I mean, obviously, there were some missteps with uh, a couple uh, appearances that we were expecting. And yeah. And get those. But overall, um, it was still a good show. I thought it was overall a good show. I was uh, I was also expecting a lot more names to show up, but maybe it's just me being the super fan and hoping. But uh, it's not really my fault because they definitely hinted at a lot of different names uh, to show up. That That's definitely key. But I was happy pretty much with uh, most of the names that did show up. How about you, Donovan? Um. Yeah, there were a lot of surprises. Uh, as you said, you thought there were going to be more. Same here. Um, it, it definitely kept me on the edge of my seat all night. I was yep. satisfied with most of the matches. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was a great show. I don't think there was really any bad matches out of the, uh, what, seven or eight that we saw tonight. It was uh, Everything was pretty up to par and really good overall. Mm-hmm. Um. So they they started off with the Rascals with their open challenge, and um, Danny actually called this partially last week when we were covering Impact that uh, Chris Saban was going to appear, and it ended up being the Motor City Machine Guns, which, you know, if that wasn't a live arena with a live crowd, the place probably would have gone nuts if they saw that, because it's like they were a really, really intense tag team uh, for TNA and Impact, but that was a really good match. Um, I was having, tr- having trouble connecting for the most part during that match, but so I didn't get to see a whole bunch of it. But from what I did see, it was very good. And the Motor City Motor City Machine Guns beat the Rascals. Um, I I wasn't expecting them. I mean, obviously, uh, earlier before the show happened, obviously we got some confirmation that Gallup and Anderson were confirmed to uh, mm-hmm. sign with Impact, but. Uh, you know, I'm not complaining about Saban and Shelly. Uh, like you said, I called uh, Chris Saban's appearance uh, going into this pay-per-view. And, uh, you know, just to have Shelly is a very nice uh, icing on the cake there. So, Yeah, that was definitely, it was a lot of fun. What did you think of the match overall, Future? Um, It was okay. I mean, I love the Rascals. I love everything about them. They're, they're hilarious. Yeah. The yep. treehouse bits that they do. Um. I thought they were going to win. I mean, I think everyone thought that, as you said, um, that the Good Brothers were going to be the opening challenge team. Right, yep. But it still shocked me that the Motor City Machine Guns showed up. I, it was a decent match. I w- it yeah. wasn't, like, my favorite of the night, but it was decent. No, no, definitely wasn't my favorite of the night, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> um, um, the next one, the TNA title match. Danny's favorite <laughs> Danny's favorite wrestler, Moose, uh, took on Tommy Dreamer. Now, I thought this now was, listen um, here. Something about this match that really didn't make no sense. They considered it old school rules. I mean, why didn't you just call it a hardcore match? No qualification match. <laughs> I think 
by, you know, I think that's very bizarre in itself. You're right, because I was just like, apparently old school means like old school ECW. Like it's not, you know, that which I thought was bizarre in myself. In a way, I kind of see it too. The way I kind of see, see it too, I think we're all past like the PG era. So I consider something old school when it's not really technically old school. I mean, we've had these type of match stipulations before. So. Yeah. Uh, either way, it was uh, it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Uh, you know, Moose is actually he's going. At first, I couldn't stand the guy. Now he's actually improving, and you know, Dreamer's a little bit older, you know, and he's moving a little bit slower. But I thought that they were, were still did a pretty decent match. I loved um, Tommy Dreamer's T-shirt. Moose sucks eggs, and <laughs> to uh, when Terry Funk wore that. Uh, Dusty sucks eggs shirt back in the day. I love that, and now I hope that they sell them at some point because I want one of those now. Yeah, that was a great. That I was might a great little piece. Pile. <laughs> yeah, that was good, Donovan. What did you think of that? Um, I mean, as you guys said, I, I they should have just called it a hardcore or extreme rules match, like instead of saying old school. Um, yeah. They both put on hell of a fight. I mean, I was hoping for Tommy Dreamer to win, uh, but I think he's, I mean, he's a hell of an athlete, especially at his age and the amount of yeah. damage that he's taken in his career. Oh, yeah. But I, I did uh, definitely see Moose walking out the champion still, even though it's not an official title. Right. Um, also, another question that I have is, what is the wrestling championship community like? What what is that? Because apparently they said that's that's where Moose went. I don't I don't understand that. <laughs> uh, well, most likely with Impact, it's just something that they made off off the fly, and <laughs> that was it because they tend to do that every now and again. So and uh, um, let me let me tell you something about this match too. Um, that kind of disappointed me in a way. Don't get me wrong. I I did think you know Moose was walking out as champion, but this right. was Tommy Dreamer's playground. This was like, all right, this is my style of wrestling. I'm going to win this. And, you know, not saying that Tommy Dreamer wouldn't have gotten over in this match, but, you know, it, it was highly unlikely, first of all. But at the same time, you're, you're talking about, you know, Tommy's background. You know, he's from the land of extreme. This is his playground, basically. Right. So for him to not win this type of matchup, uh, kind of surprising. Considering that he's had so many injuries over the years, such as like a broken back and, and, you know, he's getting up there in age. It's not really surprising that why he didn't get put over right here, but it was, it was a enjoyable match. Nonetheless, it was, it was, it was pretty fun. So anyways, what was next? It was the knockouts gauntlet match. This thing went on forever. <laughs> um, I'm going to tell you that uh, Johnny Bravo coming out twice was hilarious. I can't stand that. I can't stand that guy. But when they introduced Taya Valkyrie and he came out, I was like, what the hell is going on? It was hilarious. And then when he came out later on as Rosemary, that was just, it was hilarious. Other than that, this was, you know, all the matches, like gauntlet matches where there's no necessarily set rules. Or it's like they're all over the place, but... It was actually pretty fun, and Donovan called the winner uh, in Kylie Ray. So, nope. <laughs> which I'm I'm not necessarily surprised because I I have a feeling that they're going to be pushing her to the moon in this company. But it was it was pretty fun overall. What do you yeah, guys think? You it was know fun? something? Um, something about this match too that I got off of um, John's commentary is when he called um, Madison Rain basically the Bre- the female Bret Hart version of you know 
small version of Bret Hart. Better is, better was. Mike, yeah, no, I I think you're lying off your (laughs) ass. Um, what else was there? I don't. Uh, right after that, in between, it was uh, Heath Miller just showed up, right? Yep, he showed up. He jumped the guardrails. Uh, this is also a moment that I feel would have gone over way better had there been a crowd. Uh, because it's just like, how else did he get into the arena and just jump the guardrail? He wasn't like a fan (laughs) in the crowd, like we've seen so many times on wrestling shows. So obviously, Um, they just let him in the building. Well, obviously, (laughs) I mean, it's not like he had a ticket, but it was, it was kind of, uh, I don't know. And like you said, Donovan pointed out to me uh, off air uh, that the microphone was very low because I couldn't understand oh, what he was saying, really. Uh, but like Impact Tech, when they do something live, it tends to have little issues here and there with that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, basically, he's there. He wants to um, he wants to be Impact World Champion. He wants to do all that stuff. and. Um, Danny's boy, Rahit Raju, came out. Danny loves this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, so, but, um, go ahead, buddy. I, I think what? Uh, Heath Slater, um, I was really expecting more out of him, you know, coming in into Impact, maybe kind of a more stronger promo, especially after his release. Um, yeah. And especially after the outcome of what happened on Raw. You know, basically him just being squished by Drew McIntyre at the farewell address. But, um, right. you know, coming into Impact, you know, obviously later on after that whole incident, he had the, um, you know, he re- reunited with Rhino backstage and Scott DeMore just comes out of nowhere and says, you're not under contract. You're not supposed to be here. Go, you know. I wonder if that's like a setup, like if it was just a one-off appearance kind of a thing or legitimate. <laughs> but, but, you know. Oh, but you know something though, it it reminisces back to 2016 when he was a free agent before getting signed on SmackDown. So they're definitely bringing some of that concept into you know TNA at least. Right. It's so. Impact. Bro, Impact. TNA. Come on now, you got to get this right. <laughs> so it was the uh, the X Division title. This was my match of the night. I was looking forward to the most. My man, Chris Bay, is the new X-Division champion. I love this guy, man. And I, not that I don't like Willie Mack, because I love watching that guy, too. But I was really uh, psyched for Chris Bay to get this title shot. And I kind of predicted that, you know, that it was just a really good match overall. What did you guys think of this one? Uh, I loved it. Um, you know, obviously, he introduced a new finishing move called the Art of Finesse, which, you know, basically was like a uh, like a handspring um, cutter, like a springboard cutter in a way, right. but, um, yeah. you know, just back and forth offense by both these guys. And they, they really put on a great match and possibly match of the night. Yeah. Oh, I think so too. This was definitely, uh, my favorite of the night as well. What'd you think, uh, Donovan? Well, a couple of things. I didn't really get to speak on the last two topics. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you invited I'm me so on sorry. the show and I, I didn't did, even get right. to speak. I thought that I, I thought I gave you the form. Go for it, buddy. I am so um, sorry. So back to the knockout Scotland match. I love Kylie Ray. She's very cute. Um, she's one of my favorite female wrestlers. Oh, she's uh, definitely very cute. Yep. It, it's, <laughs> it, it's her character. Her gimmick is just great. How she like tries to be friends with everyone. Um, right. That was great. Um, 
And like I tested you in the middle of the match, I see a lot of fishnets in that match <laughs> because that's all the knockouts wear under their gear. Right. So. Funny thing, um, I was like, I said I was thinking the same thing as you text that to me. It was just like, this is so weird, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm glad Kylie were on that. And for Heat Slayer showing up, I mean, they did the backstage thing with him and Rhino after that. Right. And right. you know. It seemed like there's like a history of the three and B members when WWE, when Jinder Mahal left, he came back ripped. Drew McIntyre left, he came back ripped. I right. don't think Heat Slayer can get ripped as both of them because he just doesn't have that body size. Okay. And they can they can try to make him as ripped like with the lighting as they did like two weeks ago. It just doesn't right. work. Um, but I think Heath will. Uh, I'm not expecting a lot of things from him and Impact. No, okay. but um. Yeah, I think he's he's got a chance to do stuff, but I don't know what yet. I'm and wondering. As, oh, go ahead. Uh, and as for um, the X Division title, I love Chocolate Thunder Willie Mac when he just goes <laughs> off in the promos. It's hilarious, and you don't expect that from a guy like him. Um, mm-hmm. But it sucks that my guy lost and your guy won. But yeah, I, I'm definitely a Willie Mac guy, dude. But I think right right now, I think it's just you know, I think it's time for Chris Bay, man. I think it's time because he's just a great wrestler. I mean, not that Willie Mac isn't, because I've been a Willie Mac fan for a very long time. I'm just really want to see uh, Chris Bay get to that level. You know what I mean? And I think he's definitely getting there, especially now that he won the X Division title. Uh, next, we already discussed it, but it was the backstage skit with uh, Rhino and Scott Demore and Heath Slater and Miller, whatever his name is. And Scott Demore is annoying. You know, we all know this. <laughs> this was like another one of my favorite matches of the night. Thank God. Thank God the North did not lose the titles. Thank God. So, actually, uh, why don't we mention it here that Mr. The Future had both members on his show on his youtube channel and they're both really great in-depth interviews with uh ethan page and josh alexander while we're talking about it before we get to the match donovan why don't you tell them where they can uh, find it um it's budio's boy wrestling fan on youtube uh budio's like the cereal from the new day and then boy and then wrestling fan I think Budio's Boys two words together. There's no okay. space, and that wrestling fan is a space. Um, yeah, just subscribe. I have a lot of great interviews on them. Josh Alexander yeah. and Ethan Page are two of my favorites, so go watch them. Yeah, I'm very happy that the North did not die. There was like a small part of me that thought maybe it could happen. I love Sammy Callahan and Ken Shamrock. You know, as a legend, I lo- I've loved him since I was younger. Um, but this is a really good match. This is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of missed the end of it because I ended up having to get up and leave for about 15 minutes. So I missed the end. Oh. And if anybody else wants to say what exactly happened, please do. Um, one of my favorite parts in that match is the part where it's like Ken has the ankle lock on Ethan. And then Josh does the same thing to Sammy. And then they just start slapping each other in the middle. I thought that was hilarious. And it was a very cool uh, moment in that match. And then Ethan, when Ethan went to get up after that, his knee collapsed in, and he right. fell. That was really, it, it was definitely not expecting, but I mean, they cut a great promo after that match, and I, I'm glad that they retained. There's a little part of me, like you said, too. Uh, I thought they were going to lose, but they it was won. A little, a little part. I thought that, um, but 
them hyping up that they're the longest reigning tag team champions mm-hmm. in company history, then why would they just take it away from them like that? So it's like after hyping them up like that. So I'm very yeah. glad that they uh, that they didn't um, take the titles off them because right now in this modern era where there's not necessarily a lot of great tag teams, this is definitely a great tag team that's at the top of the list. Um, Danny, what did you think of this match? Uh, let me tell you, uh, I love this match. Um, the double ankle lock spot, I was actually expecting a draw. I wasn't expecting like a win-lose situation. I was definitely expecting a draw during that segment. Um, the top rope super belly-to-belly by Ken Shamrock, uh, I think it took a lot out of him, honestly. And then when he tried to go for the, um, for the dive outside, it, it looked like he, um, like hit his ankle or his ankle didn't go through all the way. So I think he cracked very hard. And uh, best part I liked about this was after the match, uh, Motor City Machine Guns came out and they basically cut the promo saying like, hey, you think you guys think you're the best tag team, yada, yada. Um, They basically got informed that um, they're both going to face off each other uh, this coming Tuesday for the tag team titles on Impact. Yeah, well, I mean, we tune in every week and discuss Impact every Tuesday night. Donovan, you watch team, uh, Impact on Tuesday every Tuesday? Yep, I sure do. I actually, um, I watch the. I know they stream it on Twitch. Like that's that's where I watch, I watch it. it. Yeah, that's where um, I watch. But also, there's like so many different wrestlers from the Impact roster that also stream it. So I I tune into Ethan Page's Twitch stream <laughs> while he's watching okay. Impact. Okay. But, <laughs> Does he have commentary like while he's? Uh, yep, while, it's really? um actually it's him. Jessica Havoc does it. Um, I think there's another one. Maybe Sammy Callahan does it too. I know he's but, got one because he's a gamer as well. Yeah. So and that's so I wonder. I'm gonna have to check that out if they so they interact themselves with the fans too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna have to awesome. into that because you know I've been called a mark recently, so I'm gonna check. <laughs> I'm going to have to check into that, you know. <laughs> so, uh, the knockouts, ladies title. We have a new champion. Uh, Jordan Grace lost to Deanna Perrazzo. Um, This wasn't that bad of a match. This was actually, it went longer than I expected it to, to be honest with you. But it was pretty good overall. What did you guys think overall? Uh, Donovan, why don't you take this one away? Um, so, the only thing that um, I noticed it looks like Jordy Grace got a haircut and she had bangs in the front of her hair the whole match. That's what I was more concerned about. I mean, the overall match was great. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jordy Grace, she comes from uh, Scott Snyder, big pop of pump. Um, yeah. And obviously, she's a very uh, uh, strong, athletic uh, female. And I love her. She's great in the ring. But I think it kind of was time for her to like slow down a little bit and let more yeah. and more new people come up. I mean, um, sucks that she lost, but Deanna Perrazzo is still a great athlete, and she's definitely – she kept her promise. She was coming yeah. she, to Impact to get that title, and she did it. So right. props to her. Danny. Yeah. Um, you know what? I loved it, and it sucks because I love both of them. So it's like one losing, which still going to affect me either way, but I was still going to be happy for the other one winning. Um, right. You know, Perrazzo being a typical heel, just, you know, stalling time throughout the match, you know, and she basically made that promise that it was going to be on her time. And, and, you know, this match was definitely had a lot of anticipation 
Um, a lot of back and forth. You know, Perazzo, you know, obviously Lynn targeting that arm, which she's, you know, known for. And uh, I wasn't expecting her to win the title this quickly. I mean, right. she's only been in Impact for like the past, I want to say like Probably three weeks to a month now. Yeah. The thing, and, with, uh, uh, the thing with Impact is they, if someone, they believe that they want to put a title on, debuts they're just going to do it right away it's that they don't really necessarily do like slower build-ups and impact for whatever reason but sometimes it works on their best you know thing sometimes it doesn't right and uh something that i also loved about this match is you know just like the intensity of like jordan grace you know showing like a lot of rampage you know just going off on the right. parazzo because finally got her hands on Perazzo win the ring, you know, she finally has her time, but, um, you know, Perazzo getting the win with the, uh, the double arm bar, um, you know, Jordan Grace had no escape, but I, I still thought it was a good match. I think it, uh, dragged on a little bit, but, uh, still caught me off guard. I, I'm very happy for Deanna though, you know, definitely her yeah. time. Now the main event was next. It was supposed to be a five way, correct? Am I? Yeah. Uh, Original All right, five-way. so originally it was supposed to be a five-way. After, you know, Tessa and Michael got released, it became a four-way, and then it just <laughs> all of a sudden got reverted back to a five-way. So if I remember correctly, see, I don't remember when we talked about this, uh, was it last week? Was Trey supposed to be involved in this match? No, I don't yeah. remember exactly. He was, okay. He was there from the start. So he was there from the start. Okay. I got a little confused as to what, uh, because I mean, it was really nowhere near the original as to what it was supposed to be, especially after yeah. that whole fiasco with Tessa and Michael Elgin, Michael Elgin. I miss him. You know, I wish he would come back, but whatever. We know what he did. Um, I walked in during Eric Young's speech when I walked back after that match. So, um, so Rich Swan basically surprised everybody, and then Eric Young made the surprise. If I, am I correct with this part? So I missed, like, right. you know, whatever, like 15, 20 minutes of the show in the middle. Um, I was happy. We all kind of expected Eric Young to, to show back up. And, um, you know, he did a really amazing performance this evening, uh, coming back to Impact, and he showed what he can do. He uh, WWE just did not let him do that once he was out of NXT. You know, they didn't use him at all, and they ended up just – firing him eventually rather than sending him back to NXT. So he's a great, great performer. Yeah, let me tell you. Um, you know, I know Eric's not that old, but he definitely still has it. You know, oh, just yeah. a, a lot of the moves and spots that he was uh, doing in this match. I'm not sure if you guys caught it, but the uh, the uh, the Tiger Bomb or the Double Arm uh, Power Bomb by Edwards, and then Trey hits him with the double knees. Eric catches him in the pile driver. I just thought that was, you know, that was a sick spot. That pile driver who delivered to Rich Swan, I thought he was going to fucking kill him. Sorry, pardon my language. I'm sorry. Donovan, what did you think, buddy? What did you think of this one? I mean, I think it was going to be a great match, even if it was the original uh, one. But they put on a hell of a show. And I was surprised that it was Rich Swan because they showed him injured earlier. And I didn't Mm -hmm. even know he was injured. I I thought they just wrote him off TV for a little bit. but that was a surprise, and then seeing Eric come out, it, it was definitely even more of a surprise. And he he did put on a hell of a match. Um, I wasn't really wanting Eddie to win. I mean, congrats, but 
Um, I was more hoping for Trey, but it's also weird because Trey's the Rascals, and it's weird when you have a, a heavyweight champion in a three-way group. So, um, my um, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but I'm I'm okay with Eddie winning. Um, wanted Trey, but I also could have seen uh, either Eric Young coming back and winning it, and um, I, I hate Ace Austin. So, <laughs> <laughs> come on now. My original pick was actually Michael Elgin was my original pick, and then he was out. So um, I don't. I think that they were going to give it to him. That's just my guess. Um, I'm just trying to think. It was like, is was Eddie Edwards um, the original pick initially? Because it just seems a little bit weird oh. that they decided to put the title on him again. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of buildup for that. In my opinion, it wasn't built up like it was going to go to him. Unless it was just, you know, for shock value. But overall, I thought it was great. Congratulations. Eddie Edwards is a great wrestler. He really needs a new hairstyle, personal opinion. <laughs> but, you know, he is a great wrestler. I've been following him for a long time. So, you know, but and I, I love Ace Austin. I think that dude could move. Sorry, buddy. But it's like, it was just, um, I really like the ending with, uh, you know, the, um, to beat the crap out of him. And then uh, Ace Austin, you know, whatever. And then the or Madman Fulton beat the crap out of uh, Eddie Edwards, and then the Good Brothers showed up. We, I really expected a hell of a lot more people to show up uh, based on rumors and promotion and all that kind of stuff. It didn't really necessarily happen with the exception of like three or four people, uh, maybe even three. But I thought it was good. It was a lot of fun. And I love that little EC3 promo at the end, like right as they were about to go off the air. So he's coming back, man. He's coming back. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, because been, he's been uh, basically sending out cryptic messages. He can go to AEW. He can come back to Impact. Mm-hmm. It was no necessarily uh, real, you know, decision or necessarily anything that was necessarily told to, like, where anybody's going. But I'm glad he's going to be an Impact. So that was a oh, cool promo. Go ahead. Did- did anyone else catch that uh, Luke Gallows was really off the game tonight? He won. He slipped at the bottom I, of the ramp. I and that did was, see that. Yep. And that was really funny. Um, I mean, at least he's not hurt. He slipped. Yeah. And then he also dropped the beer when they threw it in the ring. Yes. And meanwhile, yep, Carl Anderson was just on top of his game. He was, like, chugging and absolutely great. And Luke just flopped, I felt like. But he still made a, they made an impact. No pun intended. Maybe he had maybe he had too much to drink backstage before he came out, so that's why he almost lost it. So overall, I thought it was a really, really, really good show. Um, it's probably Impact has been killing it lately. When you know, me and Dan have been discussing it every Tuesday night, and it's just like the whole build up to this was really awesome, and they really did deliver as far as like the uh, pay per view went. It was just some of the names that were hinted at, like Michael Bennett and. And uh, a lot of other guys like that just necessarily didn't show up. Well, unless they're going to show up Tuesday or whatever. Well, yeah. speaking of Mike Bennett, since you've just brought up his name, um, he's actually going to be appearing on the Ring of Honor Strong podcast this Monday. I saw that. Um, he's also been hinting a lot at Ring of Honor, but from what I understand, Ring of Honor is not offering any new contracts. They're not looking to hire anybody or rehire anybody or extend contracts any of that stuff so 
I mean, I think, you know, Bully Ray, that's, I think, another reason why I thought Bully Ray was going to show up here tonight. That was, uh, I think, I'm not the only one that thought that. I think a number of people thought that he was going to show up. So, I want to check out that episode. When's that one uh, dropping? Sometime this week? Uh, I think it's Monday. Okay, I'm going to have to look at it. So, what else? But, uh... Okay. But, but, uh, you know, just to continue on with the pay-per-view a little bit here about the finish... Um, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against Eddie Edwards winning the uh, the world title. But after the last segment on Impact this past Tuesday, I just feel that, like the buildup between Ace Austin and Trey was useless. No, I think they're going to... Well, well, I, don't know I mean, they this. may continue on to something else, but it's like to not even have like Eddie Edwards involved in that segment was right. kind of just like... Like, wow, you know, you, you build oh, up, yeah. like, the top two guys, you know, those you know those two guys at the end of the uh, the show, you know, closing out yeah. Impact Tuesday, and then to go on into Sunday, you know, not even have Eddie part of that segment, have him walk out as world champion was kind of uh, kind of odd to me. You mean they're fighting in the back, in the uh, the gym area, that one? That's it? All yeah. Right. Yep, I remember that one, yeah. I, that is a bit odd. I guess you're right because I, I, my guess, my pick outside of Michael Elgin, I thought Ace Austin had a pretty damn good chance of winning it. All right. So what else do you? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Um, one question that I do have. It's like, to, I know tonight's pay per view was live. Like everyone was in Nashville. It was that was live? live. Okay. But um, I don't understand. Are, is everyone leaving, going home, and then coming back Tuesday, or is they like have they already taped that? Like I, that's one thing that I don't understand, because I know um, the episodes are taped. So one of the things that because I, I attended what Bound for Glory 2018 when it was in New York, basically wow. they did the pay per view Sunday night. Yeah, that was a Sunday night pay per view, and then they recorded the TV Monday Tuesday. So they did like you know like six weeks of TV. Oh. Um, you know, those two nights, basically. That's how they do it, and I'm pretty sure they still do it, the, you know, that same way. I didn't know they actually did the pay-per-view live tonight because I, um, you know, I I, uh, I didn't think anybody was doing actual live pay-per-views right now. That's, you know, so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of a bit bizarre. Anybody? Want to talk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not really familiar with, like, Impact, uh, impact taping. But, I mean, the way they do it, I mean, yeah. obviously there's a lot of, like, high editing that goes in into the shows. Obviously, as you yep. recall, Rick, with the whole situation with the cancel culture yep. and uh, Elgin and Tessa. They rearrange uh, the tapings, yeah. And Tommy Dreamer talks about it when he's on Busted Open about how the tape, tapings are. You know, he's on there every Wednesday and stuff. So they talk about uh, how, you know, however many weeks they got coming up and all that other stuff so why don't we get to know donovan a little bit how's that sound <laughs> okay that's we fine this is, this is this is a guest do you, do you have enough charge on your ipad oh um, let me just double check i'm currently at 24 but it's fine okay. it, it doesn't die that quick but okay so we got some time we got some time donovan let me tell yes. you i was on donovan's show on his uh youtube channel probably months ago and now I started this however many months ago. Now I have this show, and 
I've been wanting to basically anybody that's had me on a podcast as a guest. I'm trying to get on here and talk professional wrestling, whatever. Let's do a little interview. Dan, if you want to come up with any questions and ask Mr. Donovan, Mr. The Future, in the next oh, few minutes. Hey, right. Mr. Future, um, what got you into wrestling? Um, I went to a 2011 WWE house show and. All I remember, there's a giant square with ropes on it, and people jumped off those ropes. That's all I remember. And there was, like, a group of people that came out, and they surrounded a big, tall, bald man, which was the big show, and the Nexus. Um, Oh, all right. (laughs) And, yeah, that's how I described it back then. I mean, now I know everyone, but... um, Right. I uh, just went to a house show with my dad and my brother, and I just fell in love with it because I'm like, these people are beating each other up and they're not getting in trouble for it. Like this must be something. (laughs) And, um, I went home the next day and I found out about my dad told me like what it was. And it was like, Oh, it's a WWE thing. And I went online, found everything. And it turns out the next day was actually the Royal rumble in 2011 in Boston. And that was the first ever 40 man Royal rumble. I found out as well. I remember that show. Yep. And, um, I uh, just kept watching and watching. I skipped, like, Raw and SmackDown. I didn't know that was a thing until I found out after WrestleMania. (laughs) So I skipped, like, a whole thing until WrestleMania, and then I started watching Raw and SmackDown. And, yeah, ever since then, I just fell in love with wrestling, and it's so cool. It takes stress away. It it takes your mind off things. It's a distraction, and I love it. That's... Um, that's another thing, a lot. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, no, another thing that I thought was um, WWE used to just find random people from the street and like hired them. I didn't know anything <laughs> about independent <laughs> wrestling until 2017. Right. And I literally thought they just found. I I thought one day, oh, they saw a big muscular man like John Cena, and they're like, here, put these wristbands on, and meet us in the ring, or like Randy Orton, get tattoos, <laughs> and come back. <laughs> Like, that's how I thought, and then I found out about, like, independent shows in 2017, and it's become more and more. It's an addiction, but, like, not yes. an unhealthy, but. Now, it, and now, oh, now here's you. another question. Now, here's another question, you know, relating to, like, you know, obviously your first uh, scenes for, like, WWE and everything. Who were some of your favorite superstars then compared to, you know, your different um, aspects of, like, watching wrestling now? Um, definitely, like, he'll always be a favorite. I mean, he follows me on Twitter, but he never answers my DMs. Uh, John Cena, I, I just found out that he went to Springfield College. I'm from Springfield. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Everyone cheered him, but there's also people that boo him. Uh, he's built up the company for the last 15 years, or, yeah. and, but now he's kind of branched out into acting. Um, yeah. so he's my number one favorite. Now, um, I mean, there's a lot of tag teams, a lot of female wrestlers, a lot of heavy uh, male wrestlers. Um, so back then, John Cena, I loved, kind of liked Randy Orton, not a lot. I, I, I kind of still like, uh, it's a not enough relationship with him for me. Um, <laughs> um, let's see who else was back then. Um I loved the Nexus because I just thought they were really cool. Also, their theme song was yeah. uh, their theme song was absolutely wonderful. Um, CM Punk, I hated him when he took away the title, which was actually nine years ago, like the other day. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. But then just him sticking up to Vince all the time. Everyone, like the WWE universe, loved him. But um, now I like Ethan Page, uh, Josh Alexander, North are my favorite tag team for, uh, compared to back then. Um, Sammy Guevara, unfortunately, he had some trag- uh, some events happen from his past that caught up to him. So yep. he's out for a while. Um, uh, let's see who else. Who are some people? Um, Jordan Grace, uh, Kylie Ray. I'm trying not to uh, like name all Impact wrestlers, but like there's a lot. That's and there's okay. so much yeah. It's so much great talent on that roster. Um, yeah, who else? there absolutely is. Um, I like the Kingdom from Ring of Honor, but they're kind of not the Kingdom anymore. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's just so many that I can't name, but yeah, there's, there, there's definitely a lot and compared to back then way more now. And I think wrestling is at a great place. I mean, besides COVID, I, it was at a great place, even the independence and impact and yeah. Prior, prior to the whole entire COVID-19 pandemic, uh, garbage thing, whatever the hell you want to call it. Independent wrestling, the wrestling in general was amazing, and uh, independent wrestling was at its getting to be its its peak, and there was so many great organizations to choose from. You know, I remember one night I went to a show in here in Connecticut, and there was like six other shows outside of that in state. I was just like, geez, I never even you know. Sometimes independent wrestling is a little harder to come by, but so you're from Springfield, you said, correct, Mister mm-hmm. Future? Yep. Um, there's a lot of, uh, do, do you follow a lot of the independents around your area? Mm-hmm. There's, uh, Blitzkrieg Pro, there's w- Western Mass Wrestling, Pioneer Valley Pro Wrestling. Um, in Connecticut, there's Tessa's Strength. I went to their open yep. house, uh, yep. and got in the ring. That was fun. Um, I've been to Limitless Wrestling in Maine. That's a great yep. promotion. I watch I, them I, on uh, IWTV. I watch their show on IWTV. They're a good promotion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, let's see what else is local around here. I think that's pretty much it. Like just for Massachusetts base, it's for yep. me. It's just Western Mass, Blitzkrieg, and Connecticut. Yeah, I, I know it's not the same state, but like Tessa Shank too. That's close. So. Well, Springfield is pretty close to like the Hartford area and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not that. It's not that far, so it's kind of you know some of the talent might cross over over there. Mm-hmm. So who are you? Um, who are some of your favorite independent guys? I know you've uh, got a chance to interview a bunch of them. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, from a round table, uh, Big Juicy. She's one of them. She's great at what she does. She's a great lady. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Nico Silva, the Rhode Island Lion. Uh, he's great on the. He was my first interview. Who okay. else have I interviewed? Uh, a female wrestler named Isana. She's really okay. great. Um, hmm. Who else? There's just a long list of people that I've interviewed, and it's like hard right. to remember them. Um, yeah, there's there's been a lot, and how many? It, it's fun. How many interviews have you done yet now for your YouTube channel? Oh, I haven't updated the playlist on my channel. It, it's at 32, but there's way more than that now. Um, okay. I think I'm about at 50. 
So oh, from that's pretty imp- in person, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, from in person to Skype, it, it's definitely fifty interviews. I've seen your interview with uh, Waves and Girls the other day. You did a, <laughs> that's a great that, interview that was, too. That was that was pretty comical. Oh I yeah, I became gonna, shirtless. I thought you were gonna, yes, I thought you were gonna. You became shirtless in the middle of the interview. I thought you were gonna take him in the ring and take care of him. Or, <laughs> you know. They they started to talk a little trash about me, and uh, I wasn't having it, so I had to show off my muscles, my suits, Pat. And um, it, it's under construction right now, but I'm working back towards it. it it's the six pack that I never had, kind of like uh, um, Luke Gowles. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you um you actually wrestled for your school, correct? Yep, love the Lions. Right. Uh, how's that? Did you? How did you get introduced to amateur wrestling? Um, well, once I found out that you have to be a certain age to be a professional wrestler, I uh, I looked at sports for school, and I found out... I used to go to a charter school named Savis in Springfield, and um, they started like a youth club that was just uh, learning how to wrestle amateurly. And... I loved it. I had great fun. It kept me in shape, actually. Um, I learned a lot. I had a lot of heart for it. Um, So I went, I think, three years? No, seven years total. Um, But I went, I think, five years, uh, or no, six years at my old school. And then I took a year off just because it's different. You had to, like, have good grades to be on the team once I got to middle school. And I just, I, I was having struggles, so I had to just take a year off from it. And then I transferred schools to Ludlow, and um, I had good grades, and that kept me in shape even way more. Uh, a lot of great people on my team, and it's fun. It's it's fun to be able to beat someone up without, I mean, there's still rules, it. but... Yeah, right. Like, but it, no eye gouging or no eye gouging yeah. or choking or. Anything. I tried to convince my coach to let me bring a chair out, just like as like an accessory, like say it was part of my headgear, and they're like, <laughs> no, I can't like just like, like hit him. But <laughs> so I uh, I wrestled in high school too, and I was probably the best shape of my life during that time period. And it's uh, it's a very demanding sport, and that's the mm-hmm. first time I think I told Dan this story that that's the first time I ever met Bob Backlund. Uh, he was coaching an opposing team uh, in Connecticut. Wow. He was he was coaching Rocky Hill High School, uh, a wrestling team at the time. I ran into him a couple months ago, and then we were talking about it. And then I saw him yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yesterday, and yeah, wow. he actually remem- he actually remembered me yesterday, and we had a nice little conversation. Great guy, really, really good guy. He was a really great amateur wrestler as well. So, got to do the chicken wings. You know, no. Dan Dan has uh, been victim, fell victim to the chicken wing. Uh, <laughs> said he couldn't he couldn't breathe yeah. for days. I guess that uh, that that's <laughs> practically one question I'll never ask him again is to put me in the chicken wing. And then, you know, he kind of like finessed me, saying, "Oh no, no," you know, just mumbling no under his breath. We took the picture, got the book signed, and I'm probably like maybe like a good inches away from him and then he just you know pulls my chin back and puts my hand behind my back and i'm just like really and he's screaming like an egomaniac like a old man in a convalescent who probably didn't get his pills and uh yeah 
that was it. And, you know, I, I still have business to uh, finish with that old man. So uh, if he's listening, <laughs> I met him at the Biggie Fair. I don't know if you guys know where that is. It's in like oh, a yeah. I, Western I Mass. Every, yeah, I go every year with my family. But yeah, this year, I think, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think he was there promoting his book one time. And I just yep. like, oh, he's a wrestler. Bob Backlund. And then when I went to, like, the XL Center in Hartford, he was there doing, like, autographs, too. And I just, like, I don't need to meet him again. There's just no point. I met him for free. Why would I pay? <laughs> so. He um he um shows up at random places for with autograph signings. He was at the flea market 10 minutes from my house one day signing autographs, which I was like, it's a really strange fucking place. I swore again. <laughs> If you, heard our epi- if you heard our episode two weeks ago, I think in one sentence I used the drop like 15 F-bombs. I had a little too much whiskey that, whiskey that evening, so I decided that no more of that. Do you have a swear jar, stuff. Rick? <laughs> the pro? I, I'm already broke, okay? I'd be really broke then. So anyways, does anybody want to bring anything up before we uh, cut it? We can go about another 15. Are you guys frozen? Well. You, oh, okay. you both brought in. Uh, <laughs> you both brought in some amateur backgrounds. Um, unfortunately, I'm not the one with the amateur background, but I have done some uh, backyard wrestling and some trampoline wrestling in my lifetime. But uh, oh, we've all we've all done that. Uh, well, oh, no. Let me let me let me tell you. It's probably the most painful shit that I ever experienced. Yes, I curse now. But um, oh my gosh. I remember wrestling, he, he was a friend of mine, and he was probably like probably around maybe like a good 300, maybe 350 or so. And uh, I, I remember, you know, he had knocked me down, and he goes for like one of those like sentons where it's like you go back first and you land on the guy's chest. Mm-hmm. Well, there was some miscommunication, and he ends up landing on my head, and I had a concussion for about a week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so that's, got, why, that's why they warn you. There's this whole thing that WWE advertises, like, don't do this Don't at try home. this at home. Yeah, exactly. There's a reason. Um, a couple of things. One, um, as I said uh, before you told your story, I broke, I had a pallet spander when I was, like, I think six years ago. And obviously, I was told, don't do anything like sports. You got to wait. And so it's out because you could damage your mouth with it or something like that. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't listen. Um, so me and my brother were wrestling on a trampoline. And he, um, you know how they have the metal, like, circle outline? Yeah. yeah the outline. Um, yeah. Yeah. So he went to go put me in, like, the sharpshooter. And he pushed me down so fast that I went over the railing. And my tooth or, like, my mouth hit the post. I was bleeding. And I, I recovered. Oh I fully recovered. Um, one time, I also brought a chair onto the trampoline, and it poked a hole through it. And my parents were really mad at me because I broke it. Um, yeah. And I can just imagine why. But um, I yeah. was young, and I was stupid. And um, another thing that I want to get you guys' opinion on. Um, sure. So Kylie Ray won the gauntlet match. And that means she yeah. gets a, she's the number one contender. What are you guys' thoughts on that? For... Um, well, Deanna Peraza won the title tonight, so it's probably. Do you think they're gonna have her? You think they're gonna wait till Bound for Glory to put to put that match on? 
I mean, there's not going to be any live events anytime soon, right? Like, you know what? Let, let's be let's be honest here. I, I think it's probably going to lead up to like a four way. Um, and the only reason why I'm speaking about that is because of the, the uh, partner or companionship, I could say, with uh, Kylie Ray and um, Susie. Which uh, <laughs> tonight I was really expecting somewhat of a return of Sue Young. Um, especially throughout all the uh, hints that we saw on this past week's episode Tuesday, of Impact. Especially yep. Um, I, you know, I was expecting her to come out in the gauntlet, you know, basically playing a whole Mick Foley, you know, Royal Rumble 98. You know, you come out as Mankind, you get eliminated, you come back out as Cactus Jack, you know, something like that. You know, just switching personalities mid-match. Um, other than that, um, with Kylie number one contender, I don't you know, I'm very happy for her. I, I, I seen I see why she deserves it. Uh, especially after tonight. Um, I'm not the biggest Kylie Ray fan. Um, only because I only saw her as like a great value Bailey. And um <laughs> I think she's cuter than Bailey, just for the record. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. But um, you know, I, I think the feud between Deanna and Jordan isn't gonna end. I think Kylie and Susie are going to break off only because I believe slowly but surely Sue Young is coming back. And I think it's just going to lead to all four of them making a class. If not, maybe a six-pack with uh, Rosemary and Taya. All right. So I just got a notification today. Former Impact star, current NXT star, killer slash Karrion Cross's birthday is today. Happy birthday, Killer Cross. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> if he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> so, what else about Impact do you guys want to discuss? Uh, one question oh. I do. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead, bud. Uh, do you guys not swear on this show? Because every time oh, one of you swears. You I like... think because it was the during the review of the ECW Living Dangerously show... Uh, I swore way too much. We really got into it then. I think um, between me and the other co-host that's on Sunday nights with us, uh, we drank and were a little too inebriated, and uh, every other word that came out of my mouth was uh, foul language. But no, you can <laughs> swear as much as you fucking want. You know? <laughs> we swear. Well, my we mom's swear. in the other room, so I don't... Oh, you don't want her to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. camera lady, you know? <laughs> camera lady. Well, um, I think that I am definitely... This pay-per-view made me really look forward to this week's uh, Impact TV show on Access. On Access and Twitch and... Well, Twitch. Who the hell really has Access? Nobody has Access TV. <laughs> yeah. Well, we yeah. have Access to Twitch, so let's put it that way. Oh, there you go. Access to Twitch. It's a pretty, <laughs> dec- it's a pretty decent channel. They used to show some... They've always had like decent wrestling and MMA and stuff, and nobody ever gets a channel. I think I lived in one area that I had that we had that channel. My camera keep going away. All right. So, anyways, I guess that's pretty much it for tonight. Unless you two have anything else you want to bring up, independent wrestling wise or anything else. How's the roundtable, uh, Mister Future? I have not been a part of the roundtable in quite some time. Um. Uh, me neither. I, it's been like a two-week yeah. hiatus, and really, as you, oh, okay. as you've seen in the group chat, Jim is trying to push it. Um, 
and Kincaid just doesn't respond. So, um, no, I, was, got some, yeah. I was supposed to host last weekend, and then no one was around. So, okay. but it's My fun. pretty finicky, except for like nighttime. I'm available like now, very late at night. That's like the best schedule for me because I got kids and all that other stuff. Look at you now. You're interviewing. You have the special guest, the future on your show. The future. He is the future on our show. So yeah. So that's that's kind of upsetting to hear because that's a the roundtable is great. I mean, it gets like what six, seven people involved and just goes back and forth and talks whatever. It doesn't even have to be end up being about wrestling most of the time. It's just whatever life. And I made merch for you guys and. I have my shirt. I have my shirt. I was going to wear it today, and I forgot to grab it. I never got changed from my clothes this morning, so I pajamas. <laughs> well, I'm wearing the custom Woo Crew shirt that I made for I, the Woo Crew. I saw that on Facebook today, and I loved it. I think that's pretty awesome. Jim is a great dude. Yep. As is Don Kincaid as well. Check as is Don the future. Page. Yes, and the future. <laughs> we got to get the future t-shirts. A, it's in the works, but it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't have that cash, you know? <laughs> Maybe right, I'll open gentlemen. up Pro Wrestling Tees. <laughs> yeah, well, I looked into that a while back, and something like if you're a social media person or, or, or a podcast, you have to have something like oh, like 10,000 followers at least. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, we are so far away from that. It's not even funny. <laughs> okay, well... Never mind on the pro wrestling tees, then. Maybe we'll go to Teespring or something like that. That's oh, there you go. There where you go. can get your official all-ego Ethan Page merch. There you go. So, I need to sorry get for shirt. shouting out Ethan, but I know he's one of your favorites, the North. Oh, no, man. The North. We, are, we have no shame here. We can just say how much we love a wrestler all the time. We fucking love the North. Sorry, Mom. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Dan the Beast, why don't you tell everybody how to get in touch with you? All right, guys, you can find me on Facebook at Danny Bryant. You can find me at uh, Instagram at D underscore Banshee187. And, of course, you can find me on YouTube at Dan the Beast 94 And be sure to subscribe, especially if you're watching my channel and you're not subscribed. What are you doing? <laughs> that button. Why don't you remind everybody where to find you, Mr. Future? Um, so I'm not going to reveal my Facebook or, um, uh, or my Snapchat, um, but I will reveal my YouTube and, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Um, it's Budios Boy Wrestling Fan on YouTube. Subscribe. A lot of great interviews on there. Watch it. I could also use great interviews. I could use the views. So please, for the love of God, just hit that subscribe button. (laughs) Just hit it. You don't have to watch, but you should anyway. Um, Instagram, it's Donovan, uh, underscore T underscore Dwyer. And then, uh, Twitter, it's Donovan Dwyer three that it's pretty basic, but Hey, I got a follow from John Cena. Maybe you can too. All right. You know how to get in touch with me. It's, uh, Instagram and Twitter, the Rick Del Santo on YouTube. It is the professor Rick Del Santo. Go and like subscribe. All that stuff, and you're going to get some really great content coming out in the future as far as more videos, more reviews. And don't forget, every Sunday night, we're here with JJ Sins and Dan the Beast, and we do our retro reviews. However, once a month, we record that ever-so-important 
WWE pay-per-view like tomorrow night. And we have very special guest, the DVD freak joining us. Take care, everybody.